Cisak, and as always, thank you for listening to the Factor Points podcast. I am your host, and I am putting together a special message again, not necessarily a part of a big series as I might normally plan and put together. This will be part two of a special couple of episodes that are specifically for Resurrection Weekend, Easter Weekend 2020. Uh, The recording is taking place on actual Easter Sunday or Resurrection Sunday. Many of you won't hear it until Monday or the following uh, week after Easter. And so I want to encourage you because there's so much going on in the world we live in today. As you know, we're facing a global pandemic and it's different. It's difficult. Uh, We're enduring, facing this day by day, believing for this uh, condition to be over for the spread of the coronavirus to uh, cease all kind of new language, social distancing and, you know, flatten the curve and all these things. And I just want to encourage you that Jesus is on the throne. God is in control. Uh, This situation is not something that snuck up on God. Uh, God is omniscient. He knows everything. And so uh, God's not in a panic and we shouldn't be in a panic, specifically as it relates to uh, this particular resurrection weekend. I just want to encourage you because I think it's fitting that you might be hearing this after Easter because of the conditions that we're facing. This message will be very uh, appropriate, I think, for the the situation that we're in. I know that many pastors and believers around the world have stated that, of course, this Easter in 2020 would be one like any other and the obvious reason is because we cannot congregate and come together like we normally would just on a regular Sunday, but especially on Easter Sunday. And so, you know, many have been sad and discouraged about that. Uh, but I want to encourage you because there's something very good to be said about it. So, yeah, most of us have never faced a situation like this where we can't get together uh, as a pastor. You know, in the past, Easter Sunday has also been prime time to evangelize and reach the lost and share the message of the gospel on a larger scale and to seek to reach more people with the good news. But I'd like to offer you a simple word of encouragement by going to scripture and acknowledging that this Easter, this Resurrection Sunday, is or has been very much like the first one. I want to share with you from John chapter 20 and verse 19. John chapter 20 and verse 19 starts with this. It says, so when it was evening on that day, meaning the day that Jesus rose from the grave, the first day of the week, and when the doors were shut where the, where the disciples were for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood in their midst and said to them, peace be with you. And when he had said this, he showed them both his hands and his side. The disciples then rejoiced when they saw the Lord. So Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I also send you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. So that's John chapter 20, verses 19 through 22. The parallel here is that the disciples were afraid. And they were, in essence, sheltering in place of their own people. It's interesting that it says for fear of the Jews, but the disciples themselves were Jews. So they're afraid of their own people 
because of their association with Jesus. And I would imagine a thought here among many other confusing thoughts, thoughts of, of fear, thoughts of doubt, thoughts of, man, did we really just blow it spending three years with this guy that maybe really isn't the Messiah, but they know what's just happened to Jesus. They don't fully know yet that he's resurrected, although, you know, uh, Mary has, has come and told them that, she, you know, that, that he is. They don't really believe it. Peter and John have gone and seen an empty tomb. They don't really know what's going on. But what they do know is that Jesus was arrested, Jesus was beaten, Jesus was crucified, and Jesus was dead. They knew that. And see, when you understand the fear of just associating with someone who's just been arrested and crucified, then you know you really get a glimpse of it when you look at Peter, when, when they recognized Peter and said, you're one of his disciples, you were with him, and Peter denies it. He even denies it by cursing, saying, I don't know him. Peter was protecting himself. He did not want to, even though Peter talked a, a tough talk early on with Jesus, when it came to facing that threat of having the same fate that Jesus had, Peter lied. He did everything he could to defend himself, to protect himself from that fate. And scripture tells us all the other disciples, they scattered as well. Nobody stood with Jesus through all that he faced when it came to the passion of the Christ. And so in on the day that he resurrects, they're still sheltering in place because they want to distance themselves, if you will, from Jesus, whom they walk with for three years, and from Jesus, whom the, the Jewish leaders have turned on, and many of the Jewish people have turned on, and the Romans have brutally uh, tortured and killed. They're sheltering in place in fear. They're sheltering in place because of intimidation, because of a threat, because of life-threatening danger. So there's a very serious and real parallel there to what we're facing today. We're being told that you know, we see these numbers every day of this, this of uh, those who've contracted the virus, those who have died of the virus, and it's not just here in the United States; it's all over the world, and the numbers just seem to be going up, up, up. And you know, the medical professionals tell us that here's the number one thing we can do: stay home, shelter in place, and in essence, it's dangerous outside. My family and I live just a block from a playground that we frequent almost on a weekly basis, and we can't go to the playground now. They literally have yellow caution tape wrapped around the play structure because they don't want kids uh, associating on it or picking up the virus from, you know, one of the the uh, swings or sliding board or something like that. It's just a crazy world that we're living in. And so, you know, everyone's trying to, as best they can, I suppose, abide by this rule, and that's to shelter in place. But I want to encourage you that while the disciples were sheltering in place, once again, Jesus did something really miraculous here. He didn't knock on the door and say, hey, guys, it's me. Let me in. Jesus supernaturally appeared. It said Jesus came and stood in their midst. And and really, I mean, this was supernatural. It's like Jesus just popped through the wall and manifested in front of his disciples. And then you know, it, it, it says they were startled, you know, if you look at other translations and stuff. And 
he said to them, first words out of his mouth, peace be with you. And when he had said this, he showed them both his hands and his side. And I want to focus on that for a moment. And I want to encourage you. Peace be still. The Lord is with you. You're not alone. And the reality is for the believer, we've been sheltering in place in God long before we ever heard of a coronavirus. We've been sheltered in place in God, in Jesus, covered by the blood, sealed with the Holy Spirit. And the reality is there's already there was a global pandemic that began in the Garden of Eden, and it's called sin. It's been there. It's been going on since uh, Adam and Eve, you know, bit of the fruit and and everything else that transpired after that. So long before there was a virus, long before germs, long before any of these things, long before the first war and all of that, when Adam and Eve sinned, something was released and spread throughout the earth, and it changed everything, and it's been changing things uh, since then. And so it just it, it beckons to, the, uh, to our understanding of who Christ is and what he's done for us. We, the believer, shelters in Jesus. We shelter from the judgment that is to come on those who have sinned before a holy God. And so when Jesus took that pain, took that punishment, took the wrath of God, as was talked about in the in episode 12 podcast, what's great of the greatness of Good Friday, he did all that. And then when we believe in him, we, in essence, take refuge in Jesus. And when the father looks at us, he doesn't see us and our sin and our past and judge us for everything we did. He sees his son and he sees that the debt has been fully paid and he sees us in righteousness and holy, just like he looked at his son. And so I want to encourage you. We have not just begun to shelter in place as a result of a virus that's spreading throughout the earth. For the believer, you are already sheltered in place in Jesus. And as it says in the book of Exodus, that blood covered the door so the angel of death would pass by. That blood is perpetually over you, covering you and protecting you. And in addition, sealed by the Holy Spirit. He's with you right now. And the same way Jesus walked through walls in John chapter 20, the Holy Spirit transcends, is omnipresent, and is with you right now. The very first believers that came together and celebrated or, or encountered you know, Jesus, the resurrected Jesus, took place in a shelter-in-place scenario because they were afraid, because it wasn't safe, and Jesus met them right there. And so I want to encourage you, yeah, this particular Easter Sunday, Resurrection Sunday, April 12, 2020, it's come, and April 13th is here, and so on and so forth, Lord willing, we're going day by day, and as long as we've got a shelter in place in our homes, Jesus is with you. If you're what they now call an essential worker and you're still working, hey, guess what? You're still sheltered in place in Jesus.
You're sheltered in place in your car. You're sheltered in place in your cubicle. You're sheltered in place wherever you are. Why? Because you serve an omnipresent God, an all-powerful God, and he covers you wherever you are, no matter what you're going through. You don't need a global pandemic to take refuge in Jesus Christ. Notice that Jesus showed them his hands and his feet. I believe that's to demonstrate to them that I'm the real thing. Yeah, I just walked through a wall. So, you know, don't don't just think I'm a ghost. It's, I just got supernatural power and I'm showing you my scars because this is the same body that was on that cross. I believe Jesus demonstrated that to show them that this is true. This is not some parlor trick. This isn't magic. This is a miracle. This is the power of God. This is a victory over the grave, a victory over death. And I'm meeting you in your fear, in your doubt, in your distress to demonstrate the victory I have over this world. Man, what a word, what an encouragement. And that's the message to you right now. You're not alone. Jesus will walk through a wall to get to you. Jesus will still stretch out his hands and show you I paid the price for your redemption, for your salvation, so that you can stand righteous before a holy God. So take courage in that. Believe in that. And don't allow this time of mandated shelter in place by our city, our state, our president, and whatever else is going on in this world. Because the reality is, We've been in a safe place. You, you, you moved into a safe place the day you accepted Christ Jesus as your Lord and your Savior. And nothing can change that. Scripture says in Romans, what can separate us from the love of God? And the bottom line is nothing can. A virus cannot separate you from the love of God. The economy cannot separate you from the love of God. Nothing can separate you from the love of God. He loves you right where you are. He loves you eternally. He loves you sacrificially. He loves you enough to walk through a wall to encourage you and say, peace be with you. I'm with you and I'm with you to the end and to and through eternity. I want to leave you with this. The 91st Psalm says this. He who dwells in the shelter of the most high will abide in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say to the Lord, my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. For it is he who delivers you from the snare of the trapper and from the deadly pestilence. He will cover you with his pinions and under his wings you may seek refuge. His faithfulness is a shield and a bulwark. Notice all the various words in there and synonyms. Verse one, shelter, um, verse and, and shadow of the almighty. Verse two, refuge and fortress. Verse three, uh, from the snare of the trapper and from the deadly pestilence. The word pestilence literally means a fatal epidemic disease. So I want to read that to you again. For it is he who delivers you from the snare of the trapper. That's like saying the traps that the enemy sets for you and from the deadly fatal epidemic disease. The word of God was already prepared for the coronavirus 
and for any other virus epidemic or pandemic that may come. So I want to encourage you. I'm not saying that there's no wisdom and insight in what many doctors are doing and so forth. God gives wis- God gives wisdom to doctors. He gives them insight and understanding. We need to pray for doctors to have that divine, godly insight, wisdom, and understanding. But more than that, we need to put our trust, our faith, our hope in the presence and power of God. He's your refuge. He's the most high. He's the He is the almighty. He's your fortress. He is the one that covers you under his wings that you may seek refuge. His faithfulness is a shield and a bulwark. Those are military terms. And so God says when the enemy comes at you, this virus is a weapon and God is your shield. God is your fortress. God is your refuge and your safety. Jesus showed the disciples I'm the safety that comes to you. You're not safe because you're hiding in this room or hiding there. No, you're safe because my presence is with you and I bring you peace. And the last thing I'll say is Jesus then, I believe, breathed and said, receive the Holy Spirit. I believe he gave them a measure of the Holy Spirit just to get through the next several weeks to get to the day of Pentecost. See, God knows what you need for every moment. He won't give you too much. He won't give you too little. He gives you exactly what you need to face what's before you that day. And so it wasn't the full manifestation of the Holy Spirit. They didn't need that right then. That was scheduled five weeks later on the day of Pentecost. They got that when they needed it. What they needed on that day in that moment was exactly what Jesus gave them. They needed to see him. They needed to see his scars. They needed to hear him say, peace be with you. They needed just enough of the Holy Spirit to get them to that next encounter. And so I want to encourage you, whatever you need for today, look to Jesus. He's your shelter. He's your peace. He's your refuge. And he is the one that invites and brings the introduction to the Holy Spirit that will provide the grace the wisdom, the energy, the hope to look for the victory for tomorrow. So I hope this has been an encouragement to you because here's the thing. Our shelter in place isn't over. Our shelter in place isn't over when the coronavirus is gone and when everyone gets back to work. No, we still have to shelter in place in Jesus. Don't let the things of this world get attached to you. Don't let the lies and deception of the enemy get you in fear and unbelief. Stay in faith. Stay covered in the safety and refuge of your Savior. God bless you. I love you. Thank you for listening to another Factor Points podcast. Remember to check us out on social media. I'm ramping up, getting more content and encouraging discipleship material out there to help you stay on point. Take care.